Well, hi there. This is Gospel of Kennison, episode 128, brought to you the week of April 17th, 2020. Special thanks to Carrie Wright and Carrie Bernhardt and all of our patrons. My name is your host, James Kennison. Welcome to the GOK. What have you been up to? We haven't spoken in forever, is what I would say if this was a phone call. But um, it's a one-way thing. So all you can do is listen to me talk. And here's the thing is I love talking to you guys, but uh, sometimes I struggle with what to talk about. Sometimes... I talk when I'm depressed and you guys get to hear all of that. And then other times I don't want to talk when I'm depressed because I don't want everything to be about depressing stuff, you know? So today I decided what I would do is first I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I, I feel great. I've, I just have been struggling with boredom, just being bored. And I'm talking about bored. Like when I was a kid bored, like, really bad off like I don't even want to do anything I'm so bored and and I think that's not really being bored I think it's being miserable and, and it's weird for me because I don't really work outside of the home you know um, I drop kids off at school and I pick them up and I help them with homework and I do things you know but out of all of the family members in our house, the one who has changed the least amount of things in his life has been me. But, and you would think that that would not, it would, this wouldn't matter to me, but it has being at home and having the people around is nice having the kids around, but they're busy. You know, they got schoolwork they're doing. My wife works till about five 30 every day. And I have to um, stay away from her. Otherwise, she growls at me because she's working. And she works for real. Uh, the teleworking, as they call it on the news that I watched the other day. But what I decided to do instead of talking about anything specific is just to talk about the first five things that come to my mind. So I'm going to start thinking right now. And the first thing that comes to my mind is Superman. So we're going to talk a little bit about Superman. You know about Superman? Yeah, he is a superhero and he has superpowers. And the ones I know of are laser eyes. He's bulletproof. He can fly. Originally, he couldn't fly. Did you know that? Originally, he could only jump. That's why they said he leaps tall buildings in a single bound. But eventually they said, you know what, let's just make him where he can fly. But he can he can fly. He's bulletproof. I think I said that already. And that is all I know. He has, oh, he has wind. He has freezing wind that he can blow out of his mouth. <laughs> Let me clarify where that freezing wind comes from. And um, he wears little briefs. Outside of his leggings, which is an odd thing. It's not odd when you see it in a drawing. That's what's the weird thing about it. You see it in a comic strip. It looks absolutely normal. You see a dude dressed up like Superman. It looks like he's wearing his underwear outside of his clothes. And that's why they don't do it. 
in the movies, uh, or at least the new ones. I can't remember back if Christopher Reeve, Superman, Christopher Reeves. Let's see if uh, what they did with his outfit. Oh yeah, they put him in. They they had him in the underwear. Oh yeah, they did. Poor guy. Yeah, and it it looks rough. <laughs> it looks rough. Uh, so Superman's alter ego, he has a super uh, disguise. He disguised himself as Clark Kent, you know. And Clark works for the Daily Planet. And in case you didn't know that, I don't know what was in my throat just there. <laughs> but it was making me talk weird. But uh, yeah, if you Google image search uh, Christopher Reeve, Clark Kent, you will see that they indeed... Not only put him in in red briefs, but tried to offset it by giving him a yellow belt with belt loops on his undies, um, which I'm glad that never turned into a thing. You know that the rest of us have to deal with, because I I would not want to have to wear two belts, one around my undies and one around my jeans. That would that would just be too much to handle right there. Although for some plumbers. That might be a, a really good thing. Clark Kent and Superman have the same hairdo, which is always uh, a shock to me. Or, well, they no, they don't, do they? Not not in the old movies. Clark Kent has his hair parted off to one side, and 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 uh, Superman has kind of a curl going on on his on the front of his head. But I've never ever, even when I was a kid. Never thought that Clark Kent and Superman looked different enough to fool anyone. And that is the the weakness of the Superman character for me. And has been for all time. Is he's a great character, except his super... His superness is not being hidden very well. When he's just in a suit, he's still a giant man and he still has this thick neck and these big arms and, and he still has this jawline and these eyebrows and this black hair. And the only difference is a pair of glasses and an outfit. And he's suddenly someone that no one, not even Lewis Lane, the person closest to him could ever identify and and these are supposed to be reporters that work for a newspaper. And yet they can't figure out that the guy that's working with them right there next to it, the next desk over is Superman. It it's uh it's a weak point for me. It should be a little bit like Shazam, you know, where there's a mild-mannered reporter, you know, and all that that would imply that he would be a little skinnier you know, a good-looking guy. You know, not nerdy or anything. Not not like the cub reporter. You know, uh, I don't remember what his name is. The the little reporter that takes pictures for him. Uh, not like him, but but just a normal dude. You know, that could fit into a normal pair of pants and shirt, and uh, would fit behind a desk. And then he he would go and he would uh, put on his super suit and say a magic word or something. That's kind of dumb. But maybe he would just think about something 
like say I need to be Superman now. And and then he would become Superman and then he could go do his stuff and no one would sit and scratch their heads and say, I think I saw that dude walking across the street the other day at the bagel shop. In the world of Metropolis, there's got to be some kid, you know, that's 13, 16 years old. He's got Photoshop and he's got a picture of Clark Kent and he, or Superman rather, and he takes and puts a suit on him and and some glasses and says, oh my gosh, I found the secret <laughs> that has been lost to the ages. No one else has figured this out. I, I don't know. It's, it's just, uh, it's a weak point. It's okay. It's okay. I think if there's anything else I'd say about him. I, I do remember one time I got curious about old Superman and I wondered how in the world uh, you know, yes, yes, he is uh, bulletproof, but how is his outfit bulletproof? Because I had seen in some drawings and stuff of him that his suit can be ripped. You know, so I'm like, how can it be ripped if it if it's bulletproof? Because you'd think, you know, yeah, if you can handle a bullet, why can't you handle a scratch or something like that? And I found out, and this is not. This is not uh, canon here. I don't know. But what I remember finding out was that Superman actually emanates from his skin a protective barrier that goes out past his clothes. So his bulletproofness isn't even his skin so much as it's this, this barrier that he projects and it covers his clothing. And so you could shoot at him all day long and it's going to ping off and it's not, he's not even going to feel it. It's not even going to dent his skin, much less his clothing because of, of this protective coating that he has on him. So in theory, his cape would not be bulletproof. But when I was a kid, I understood that the clothing was made from the uh, cloth that was in the egg shaped spaceship that he landed on earth in that's what i understood from the movies maybe that 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 was kryptonian cloth and therefore it could you know fit him and shape you know with him and and all that kind of stuff so i don't know the last thing i'll say is about the s on the chest i've always liked the superman symbol it's no batman symbol but it's pretty cool and I know that there are some people that are really into it and they put it on their trucks and stuff like that. Or they'll wear, they'll wear uh, uh, you know, the, the logo. But what I don't like is when the movie, the proper movies, the newer movies that, that in my opinion, weren't very good, try to make excuses for it. Like, this was the symbol of my family and, and it came with me from Krypton. No, it, no, it wasn't. And it, no, it doesn't just happen to look like an S. And your name just happens to be Superman. Um, you were drawn by a dude and he made that symbol for your chest because your name is Superman and your mom must have made that for you. So we don't we don't buy this. This was a symbol and everybody in Krypton had a different symbol on their chest. At least I don't buy it and I don't think you should either. I think we should demand more from our Superman in these days. 
So, okay. So next thing to think about randomly is gremlins. Okay. So gremlins are, if, if you've not seen the movie, first of all, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> it's been out a while, but gremlins, um, you should go and see it. You should see the movie. It's cute. It's a scary movie. It's like a kid's horror movie, but it's not scary for grownups. So what gremlins are, basically, they start out as mugwai, in case you didn't know. Uh, this gizmo is just one of them, and he's this cute little thing. Not as cute as Baby Yoda, but he but he's cute for 80s, you know, context. And there's rules about him. And I believe all of the rules are that you can't get them wet. Uh, you got to keep them out of the light. And you can't feed them after midnight. And I know there's been all kinds of, uh, you know, things since the movie came out. Everybody thinks they're so smart. And they're like, well, what about if it's, you know, it's always after midnight at some point, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now, it's logically that when the sun rises... It's not after midnight anymore, and it's time to feed the mugwai, okay? So that let's not get caught up in stupid stuff. The rules are simple, you know? Keep them out of the sun. Uh, don't feed them after midnight. Don't give them any cash. No, I, don't, I, don't, I already forgot the third one. Uh, don't get them wet. There you go. So, of course, in the movie, they get wet and fed in that order. Uh, apparently what happens when you get a mugwai wet is they pop little fur balls out of their back and duplicate themselves. And then those, those versions of the mugwais are bad. I never understood that as a kid. Why are they bad? Why wouldn't they be? Why is, why is Gizmo the only good one? He seems to care. He doesn't eat after midnight on purpose. Like you wouldn't even have to keep track of him. He's just a good kid. But he always puts off all these evil offspring, which make me think that he's really evil because he has evil inside him. Have you ever thought about that? It, it's weird. How can you be a good guy if you've got the potential to cause so many problems? And should you even exist as a, as a being? If, if all you can do is do bad things and, and the whole... All these rules are in place so the bad things don't happen, and that's great. But but you're a beast. that We never get told, is he an alien? Is he a magical creature? I would probably put him in the magical creature category. But why does he put out the bad guys? Well, anyway, the little, little mugwais are bad, and they eat chicken. And then they go into cocoons, and they come out as fully grown gremlins and gremlins take over the town and they kill some people and they cause other people that you think are dead to not die. And they take over the bar and um, eventually they get them all into a movie theater and they burn them or something like that. I can't remember the whole thing, but I do remember that there was a, a wicked lady in the movie and she was very angry at the main character because someone had broken her rare snowman or snowman, as I like to call them. 
And so she comes in with the head of her snowman and she wants the dog, uh, the, the, the main character's dog's life. She wants to kill him. And she's a great actress in this thing because she is evil. You, you know, there's two wicked people that I believe are wicked all the time, even when they're not in movies. And it's that lady and the lady that plays the wicked witch in uh, the original Wizard of Oz. Those people were wicked all the time, no matter when they were on the camera or off the camera. And nobody can convince me different because they're just so good at it. But luckily the dog lives. So the thing about gremlins is, yeah, once the gremlin grows up, there's one of them called Stripe. And if he, he gets wet and jumps in a pool... And the pool starts bubbling like it's got bubble juice in it. And uh, it starts lighting up and he's duplicating himself. And apparently, we, we never really get to see uh, what happens here. But apparently, if a gremlin gets wet, he duplicates gremlins, not mugwise. So I don't know why, you know, why don't we see what, what gizmo looks like as a gremlin wouldn't he in theory be a good gremlin and then we could skip some steps he could just duplicate water <laughs> it could duplicate with water and you wouldn't have to worry about feeding him because what's he going to turn into it would there would be less rules is what i'm trying to get to because the rules would then be just don't get gizmo the gremlin wet and yeah, he's ugly as sin, but you can, you know, he still doesn't like light. So keep him out of the light. He's ugly anyway. You don't want to look at him. And just, you know, now there's no, no feeding him rule. Cause now you can eat whenever you want because you're already a gremlin. I don't know. I, I thought it was a cute movie. Gizmo drives a, a Barbie remote control car that somehow he's able to c remote control without the remote control. At least I don't remember him having the remote control in the car with him. I think he actually drives the car. Anyway. Gremlins 2 was a movie that I saw in the theater when I was in high school. And one of the few movies that I got to see uh, after I turned 16. Because until I was 16, I didn't get to watch movies. Unless they were very strictly Christian or you know, like Wizard of Oz or something like that. It had to be like, okay. And approved by the official, uh, religious leaders of my home. Uh, I saw it in the theater and, and I loved it. I, I had not seen the original gremlins as a matter of fact, <laughs> and I've gone back and watched it, uh, since then. And it's of course a terrible movie. But I remember what I loved about it, and it was the creativity of it, because they add this aspect that Gremlin's DNA is so fluid and so easy to mess with that you can pretty much turn Gremlins into anything with just using some magic potion from sciences, science people. And so there is a fruit and vegetable Gremlin. There is a brainy Gremlin. There is a bat gremlin. There is a spider gremlin. There is a female gremlin. 
uh, and those are just the ones I can think of right off the top of my head. But there, there there's an electric gremlin because he gets electricity somehow. It really, it really makes it obvious that, that Gizmo needs to be trapped and, and probably destroyed. Because I know it's not his fault, but he is full of evil. And, it, and if you took his personality away and just said, hey, there's this box and there's three rules about the box. You can't get it wet. You can't put anything in it after midnight and keep it out of the light. Because if you do any of these things, monsters are going to come out of it. You wouldn't want to own that box. You would never take it home and give it to your kid. You would say, you know what? The best thing for this box is just to crush it and ruin it and destroy it. And that way we don't have to worry about the monsters that are in the box. But um, I know nobody wants to kill Gizmo. And and I, I know I would lose that argument every time. But Gizmo needs to die. Sorry, dude. Yeah, Baby Yoda is cuter than you anyway. And he deserves to live. So, but no, I love that movie. Even the Hulk Hogan part. <laughs> if you haven't seen Gremlins 2, you should see it. Uh, there's a couple of references, like, to the Batman logo. You know, Hulk Hogan makes a, a fourth wall breaking attempt at quietening down the gremlins or something like, I don't know. It's just, it's really weird. But I remember loving it because it was the first one I saw. And now I'm, I'm stuck. I'm stuck where, you know, I know it's a terrible movie, but I still have good feelings towards it because it was one of the first movies I ever saw in theaters. So it's time to move on to the next random thing I could think about. And that would be movies that I saw before I was allowed to see movies. And I can't remember very many of them. Before I knew about movies, I didn't um, think about them very much because I never went to the movie theater very, very often. We did go once. We saw Peter Pan. It must have been, you know, one of those every 10-year re-release kind of deals because this was before it would have been coming out on VHS or laser disc or anything like that. So I guess what they did back then was they would just re-release it to theaters every 10 years. And so I got to see Peter Pan in the theater and we saw Joni in the theater. I believe uh, Joni was the uh, story of Joni Arisentata. I think I'm saying her name wrong, but she dove into a shallow lake and got, paralyzed from the neck down but she learned how to paint with her mouth and she also became a christian of some sort so you know it's a christian story and i remember not really caring for it not a lot going on in that movie for me i i just remember that she uh was being courted by an asian man and he rode in her wheelchair and like read to her and stuff and she didn't seem to have much time for him so i don't know who played him i don't even know if it's a real movie if i made it up but uh it was one of the few movies i ever saw as a kid i mentioned wizard of oz because we would see that once a year they would play it on television and so i always looked forward to that 
Let me think. You know, there there was Wonderful World of Disney. Oh, uh, we we got satellite at some point in my childhood, and uh, we were able to get Disney Channel way before it was put out on cable or anything. It was just a station that pretty much showed it had very little original content made for the station. I think it was a lot of Canadian and Australian shows that they would play. And, but they would play like Herbie movies. So I've seen all the Herbie movies. Herbie goes to Monte Carlo. Herbie goes bananas. Herbie, the love bug. I mean, all, all of them and loved them, loved Herbie. <laughs> and, and, and I think, I think that's about it. I mean, Cause they wouldn't even show like the classics like Pinocchio and stuff like that. They would. So I've never, I don't think I've ever seen Pinocchio all the way through. So I think that's the grand total of every movie I ever saw before I was 16. Now my, my next thing that comes to mind to talk about is some of the first movies I ever saw in theaters and uh, like like legitimately got to go out and watch a movie and one of the first ones that i wanted to go out and see i believe was bill and ted's excellent adventure it it may not have been that one it might have been the sequel i can't remember because i never got to go see it i i really talked to my mom i was like my friends are going i want to go see it and she's like no there's bad stuff in it and i'm like mom i actually did this i said mom look hollywood tried they wanted to see if they could make a movie with no cussing and no bad stuff in it and that's what this is they made one they actually did it and i i'm lying to her and sounded like an idiot obviously but she didn't, she wasn't buying it and she never laughed at me. So hats off to her for never just straight up laughing, but she didn't let me go see that one. But then the next time I wanted to go see a movie, I just said, Hey, I want to go see a movie. And she said, go. And I was like, Whoa, dude. Ah, oh. and I didn't even know which movie to see. So I picked a movie called parenthood and I don't know why. I don't know why I picked parenthood. Maybe because it was rated PG-13 and I was like, ooh, PG-13. You know, it's it's not R-rated. It's not G-rated. It's it's a whole new world for me. And it was a terrible movie. And and so many things happened in it that I don't remember anything about. I just remember that this girl takes pictures with her boyfriend and they take it to a photo mat, like an hour photo mat thing. And in, and they pick up the pictures and they're and it's their mom's pictures, and the mom picks up the girlfriend, the girl and the boyfriend's pictures, and apparently it's insinuated that the pictures that the boyfriend and the girlfriend took are naughty pictures, and that's the only thing I remember about that other than Steve Martin I think was in it, so that was one of the first movies I saw, or, or it was the first movie I ever saw in theaters, was that one. Um, I can t- also tell you the first movie I ever brought home on VHS and was allowed to watch because that was a whole new thing too, is bringing home movies. I brought home the burbs with Tom Hanks had no idea what it was about. 
had no idea what it was rated. But my mom said, I can't believe you brought this home, but I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch it with you. So we start watching it. And there's this scene right at the beginning uh, where they're, they're neighbors and somebody says something about the dog needs to quit pooping on my lawn or I'm going to staple his butt shut. So he doesn't say butt. And my mom about that time stands up and she pauses this film and she gives us the, oh, she gives us the business and she tells us straight up, this is not, we ain't been watching it five minutes and it's already said something about stapling the dog's butt shut and this, this, and this. And she said the actual word. So I don't know what she was trying to, what moral high ground she was trying to take when she said the, the A word, but, um, she yelling at us and, and, and I, I was feeling bad. I'm like, okay, we'll just re, be kind, rewind, take the thing back to the thing. But then she suddenly says, I don't care. Just watch it. And she stomps out of the room. And my sisters and I just looked at each other. We're like, holy crap. What? That is not, that doesn't make sense. We were supposed to just totally not be able to do what we're about to do. Well, we watched the rest of the movie and oh my gosh, let me tell you, that thing takes such a turn. It becomes a borderline horror movie about the the neighbors keeping people in their basement and stuff like that. <laughs> and it was so much darker than just somebody wanting to staple somebody's dog's butt shut. Um, so she should have not let us watch it, really. <laughs> it was it was a little a little more than I could even handle at the time. Um, oh, I got to back up a little bit. I got to back up because there were, um, two movies that I saw before my mom allowed me to see movies. And it was because I went to public high school and I forgot about these. Uh, one of them was in English class. We just had a, a day or uh, two days actually, where we watched the, the jewel of the Nile, I think is what it was called. And it had Douglas, Michael Douglas in it. And I don't remember the lady's name, but it was kind of an Indiana Jones spoof. But, but, um, but like it was written by a romance novelist. And I think that was her, her thing. Uh, she was a romance novelist. And, and, uh, I just remember the guy, they, they go sliding down a hill and they land in a precarious situation. And then there's another scene where, um, he, like cuts the snake and pulls the snake out and all this. I don't know. I might be mixing it up, but that was the, that was a movie I saw before I was allowed to see movies. And then there was another one. And this one was in, in science class. And, uh, it was in middle school or junior high, as we called it back then. And they showed us Indiana Jones and the temple of doom. And you want to talk about a movie I wasn't ready for. Oh my gosh, that thing changed my world. It It is still my least favorite Indiana Jones movie because the creepy crawlies, the snakes, the, the pulling the heart out of the guy's chest. I closed my eyes through so many parts of the movie and my imagination filled in the blanks. And, and watching the movie as an adult and, and keeping my eyes open, I noticed that it was so much tamer than what my imagination had done with the sound effects and the screams and, and the terror. 
I, I had visualized a, a heart literally being ripped out of a guy's chest. And all they do is show the guy's face because they don't have the money or the technology to show what my imagination showed me. Uh, but somehow or another, I still wanted to watch uh, the first one um, with the melting guys. And then um, finally, the, the one with the old man in it. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which was classic, classic movie. Oh, and one more that I saw before I was allowed to see movies was uh, during a Boy Scout Christmas party, of all things. They rented a movie called Something Wicked This Way Comes, and it's a Disney film, and it's scary. And it's kind of like, uh, but, but, but scary like... Uh, like Twilight Zone, kind of scary, like stuff that makes you go hmm. But for me, having never seen anything scary, had never seen a scary movie at all, it terrorized me. And I remember being at this uh, how this Christmas party and watching this movie, and you know somebody sits on a carousel and like they they go forwards and they are backwards and they become a child. And then they go forwards too much and they turn into a dried up mummy kind of guy. And oh my gosh. And then I have to go to the bathroom and the bathroom's down this dark hall and I couldn't get anybody to go with me. And so I just sat there and had to go pee the whole time. It was terrible. It was terrible. Now I've, I've tried to find it and I don't think you can get it anywhere. Something wicked this way comes. I've, I've even watched a trailer for it. Yeah. Ugh. It's a little much. I love movies. As soon as I was able to, I, I was I was watching as many as I could. And really what did it is I had a job. And, um, and about that same time, you know, the local uh, video stores started opening up in my small town. And we had Video Warehouse. And it was near the Food Lion. I'd get my paycheck and I'd cash it. And I would go and I would rent a movie and it would take me forever to pick it out because it was a lot of money, you know, it's like probably $2, but to me it was, it was huge. And I, I had the whole place. Like I didn't know about new releases and old releases. Everything was new release for me. I didn't know nothing about genres. I didn't know if I liked karate movies or, or superhero movies or anything. I just know that there was a, a certain room in the very back that I wasn't allowed to go in. So thankfully that this video store had that room back there because Lord knows I'd have probably got involved in that kind of business because I had to keep it secret. My renting of videos had to be kept secret. So what I would do is I would rent the video. I would put it in my backpack and bring it home and I would set up in my room and my parents had a VHS video, home video recorder, the kind that goes up on your shoulder. And I would put the video into that and I would watch it <laughs> with headphones and I would watch it with one eye on a tiny screen, that tiny little one inch, probably a half inch black and white screen. And that's how I watched Teen Wolf for the first time. I remember Teen Wolf specifically. There were others 
that I watched and I watched as many movies as I could with my right eye <laughs> and the video camera on playback. <laughs> oh man. I, I, I think that's how I got all the Indiana Jones movies. Just a ton of back catalog stuff that I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even tell you what all, I mean, I think it's how I watched alien for the first time, you know, just, just all kinds of movies that I flooded in, uh, through that, that narrow, tiny little screen. It was so, so pitiful, but I, I had to keep it secret. You know, I had to keep it away from my mom and I did, I did successfully. She never found out about Teen Wolf or any of those movies. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. Okay. So next random thing. And then this will be the last one. Uh, next random thing, next random thing. I want to think about, uh, this is harder because I obviously am thinking of things, but I don't, I want to pick something I can talk about. Okay. I have been asked by one of the, uh, younger people that are on our discord, which is, uh, how we record the show, uh, live when we do that story show. One of the kids that joins in there says, you should do this thing called draw my life. And I'm like, what is that? I don't even know what that is. And I looked it up on YouTube and it's something that artists and storytellers do where they will tell their life story and draw it as it goes along. And I'm like, that sounds like too much work. I'm a podcaster. I'm not opposed to podcasting my life. And so that is something I'm planning on doing. At some point, it would probably be a multi-sectional thing. Like it would be a part one, a part two, part three kind of deal. Cause I wouldn't want to leave anything out, but you know, those of you that listen to GOK, you, you know, I don't, I don't have the greatest childhood and, um, didn't have a, a great upbringing, but have you ever heard me just straight up go through everything from the, my first memories all the way up to the pretty much the modern day. And I would say that, no, you haven't. And if there's any interest in that, I would, I would love to hear from you. James at NLcast.com because I'm planning on working on it, but I want to, what I want to do is I want to write it out. I don't want to read it out. I just want to write it out. So I make sure I get everything in there and then I will use them as notes so like sermon notes, I mean, that's my world is pastor world. So there are certain kinds of pastors that do write out every word they say, and they read it right off the page. And that's fine because that's how they get their point across. I'm more of the guy that I like to write the headline of what I want to talk about. So I will remember the subject and then I fill in the paragraph, you know, underneath from memory. Um, so that's kind of the way I plan on doing it, but I still have to write out those headlines and make sure I get everything that I want to get in order. And then, um, also kind of block it out to where there's equal times, uh, for each segment. Um, like part one, I don't want to be, you know, an hour and a half long and then part two be 20 minutes long. Um, so hopefully there'll be some natural breaks in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, podcast, my life is what I would call it. So be looking forward to that. And, and if it takes me a while between now and the next 
broadcast. Maybe you'll know why, because maybe I'm working on, on that. If I'm, if I'm not, I'll just put out another GOK. So that's the last random thing that I can think of is talking about my life, uh, through a podcast. And do you think that's smart? Do you think that's oversharing? Is that something you'd be interested in hearing about? Because it's going to double as my testimony. And, and for those of you that aren't church people, your testimony is kind of your story. So, you know, there'll be, you know, there'll be references to God because that was a big part of my upbringing. God's been a big part of my adult life and, you know, in and out kind of with God, me being on the good side and, and not, not on the good side. At least I feel that way sometimes. Uh, so it, it's going to be a, a story, but it'll, but it'll have a message as well because that's just the nature of listening to a former pastor, uh, AKA current pastor, I guess talk, you know, that's just how we, how we do. So, um, I'll cut it off right here. Thank you so much for listening to my craziness and my randomness. I don't know what I'll call this episode. Last time I said that, and I called it mashed potatoes this time. I think I'll just call it, uh, four random things. Cause I think I talked about four random things. They were Superman gremlins movies that I saw before I was allowed to watch movies and then movies I was allowed to watch after I was allowed to watch movies. And then I talked about VHS watching at home, which was a fifth thing. So I'll call this episode five thing, five random things. Okay. I think that'll work. So till next time, thank you guys so much. If you'd like to support this show, I don't know why you would, but you could do that at patreon.com slash G O K. And everything helps. Everything's a big pat on the back and it helps me do what I do. Uh, so please, uh, consider going over there. Matter of fact, I'm going to go there right now. Patreon.com slash G O K. And you can support me for a dollar a month, $2 a month, three bucks a month, four bucks a month, five bucks a month, six bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, 20 or 40. It's crazy. Uh, if I were you, I would do five. So, you know, somewhere between one and five sounds fair. Anyway, thank you guys. You are my 350 people who listen. And um, you are special to me <laughs> because I don't know why you find the things I say interesting. But it is fun to have people that do listen to the things that you say. And um, I appreciate each and every one of you, the ones that can can support me and the ones that can't. Again, before we go, I just want to say thanks to Carrie Wright and Carrie Bernhardt for giving above and beyond. Please think about Patreon because I could send you a sticker if, if you give at a certain level. And we have GOK stickers. So uh, talk to you later. Thanks for letting me talk to you one-sided on our little phone call. Peace.